The following is audio from The Refuge Church. Every sermon is an invitation to understand, obey, and enjoy God. More information about The Refuge Church is available at therefugechurch.us. Refuge Church, excuse me why I wrestle with my Britney Spears thing here. Uh, um, uh, thank you for joining us on Sunday morning. Great time to worship to, together uh, today. We've been going through a series uh, in uh, God's Word around prayer. And I want to read just a really quick introduction to you. Um, Lord, teach us to pray. This request from Jesus' disciples reveals their own personal desire uh, and offer, uh, also offers a lasting impression of Jesus' life and mem- ministry. His life, the perfect life, was a praying life. The intimacy and understanding between Jesus and the Father is available to every person who desires to know God today. Lord, teach us to pray. Um, I was preparing for this uh, this week, and I uh, the passage we're going to look at today is from uh, Luke uh, 22, uh, 39 through 46. And uh, this is not an easy prayer to, to read. Um, and I have to say that I uh, felt convicted why uh, trying to get close to this particular uh, passage because it's a, a passage of anguish. Uh, um, and I like to be comfortable. Um, um, from the way I dress uh, to how I carry myself, I like to be comfortable. Um, I, uh, in my younger, younger days, traded uh, hiking and camping for, for now in my older days, uh, feathered pillows and room service. Um, I uh, used to train as a boxer and beat my body to take blows and uh, and be prepared. And now you most commonly uh, find me with a cold drink in my hand and in a reclined position. Um, even in ministry, um, for those that have spent a little bit of time with me uh, know that I do very uncomfortable uh, things from time to time. Um, uh, whether that is um, experiencing the trauma that a youth has uh, felt uh, in hearing their story or engaging with staff in mediation because they're not getting along and there's not unity in ministry. Um, I seek comfort. Um, You know, I I worked uh, Friday night in the shelter overnight and uh, I'm here Sunday morning and no one's going to see me on Monday 
uh, day because I'm, I'm going to rest. Um, uh, I have more than one, once been caught on a, a weekday taking a stroll around the neighborhood because maybe the, uh, the stress of uh, the week got a little too much and I'm, I'm going to dip out and take a few minutes to uh, recharge. Um, I think these actions are pretty natural. Uh, we all do need to recharge. Um, I think they are um, pretty natural. None of us like conflict. Um, but entering into um, this particular passage, we see very clear intentionality of Christ. Very clear purpose uh, in him. And this, this prayer is going to start another few days in his life of brutality. Why he uh, is focused on the cross and what is to come. Um, scripture says he was not a person that knew comfort, didn't have a, a place to rest his head, uh, didn't have a family uh, that even knew him. Um, he was a stranger in his own hometown. He didn't know comfort. And in his intentionality, it was all designed around one thing, that he came to be a substitute for you and me. That he came uh, to, to struggle. He came uh, to, to die. He came uh, to be broken that we may have life. And that was his intention. And we, in, and we come into this particular uh, prayer of Luke uh, 22, 39 through 46. And there is nothing comfortable about this. Um, Jesus went out as usual uh, to the Mount of Olives and the disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them uh, that you will uh, not, so that you do not fall into temptation, please pray. He withdrew from them a stone's throw uh, beyond them, and he knelt down. And he says, Father, if you are...
Am I on? There you go. When he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them sleeping, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? He asked them, get up and pray that you will not fall into temptation. This particular prayer is really hard. I mean, he, to the point that he's anguishing so much that uh, droplets of blood are coming from him. I don't think any of us have maybe felt that uncomfortable before. I, I hope not. Um, there are some things that are going on that lead to this particular prayer. Um, the in this passage, this passage is action packed with with badness or or hardness. Um, the in the first six verses, there's the treachery of Judas. Um, Judas decides to pre, um, to betray uh, Jesus. In verses 7 through 18, Jesus talks about the Passover. And in uh, verses 19 and 20, they take communion and celebrate uh, the Last Supper together. Both of these being pictures of Jesus being spilt out as an offering either on the threshold uh, in the Passover or the breaking of his body and uh, the spilling of his blood to die in a substitute for us on the cross that is coming in just a few days. Heavy things. Not only that, he, he wrestled with his uh, disciples that were arguing what were their position on this earth sitting at the table asking which one of them was the best of, of all of them. He comes to this garden in complete agony soon to experience uh, the direct betrayal of Judas uh, when he is arrested then Paul to fall away, I mean Peter to fall away and deny him three times. And finally, Christ confessed himself as the Son of God and endures the cross. Some of these things are really heavy, but also great and wonderful good news for us. In this prayer, we get to see a bit of the humanity of Christ. Where we struggle with the ideas of comfort or maybe God's will. He is in, this is the climax of his ministry here. And as a person, as a physical being, he struggles.
as a side note, um, this this passage or this prayer starts uh, with um, a very uh, simple phrase. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. Uh, Other other passages or versions I read said, as common, Jesus went out uh, to the mountain. As common, he uh, went out and did this, uh, this act of prayer. A couple things that highlight to me is we see a man that is struggling with the reality that is going to happen. And it may cause you to think, uh, was that uh, Jesus just being a man? But Jesus, you know, he, he knows that he's going to be arrested. He knows that G- uh, Judas is going to betray him. Is Jesus hiding here? Oh, as common, he goes to a place where he knows, Judas knows he's going to the Mount of Olives. We see that he had been there uh, in chapter 21. We see in the book of John in uh, chapter 18 uh, that this is a place that he withdrew frequently, and yet he goes there again knowing that's where uh, he'll probably be arrested. That's a freebie. The, he, Jesus isn't hiding from uh, God's will. Jesus is doing things that uh, fit into God's will here. Uh, it leads me to question uh, myself. It leads me to question or raise the question here um, within this uh, church body. It says, as usual or in common, Would we, are we known as people that commonly are people of prayer? If Rue uh, was wondering where Pat was, would Rue go, oh, I know where he is, he's praying. Is is that our character or our nature? Because that was the character of Jesus. It was common for him to withdraw and meet with the Father. Even at this time of conflict, prayer was in the forefront of Jesus' mind. He needed to be united uh, with his Father. Do we see? Do we see or have the same intention? Do, does our actions or our prayer life uh, confirm God's will? There's some very unique aspects of this particular prayer. Very unique aspects of the telling of this particular story uh, to uh, the book of uh, Luke. The first um, 
aspect is that in this prayer, an angel from heaven comes and strengthens him. Now an angel of heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. You might be asking, why did Jesus need strengthening? He was Jesus. He's also a fully a man uh, in this time. Uh, and being Jesus, he had a unique uh, calling, a unique ministry, and that was to be the substitute for us uh, for sin. And he was feeling weak in this time. And it says that the angel of the Lord came and he regained one's strength. Idea is here, uh, the strengthening role of the angel is like a trainer uh, who uh, readies of a athlete. Jesus is here in this prayer and he is feeling the weight of man's sin, his calling, and along he calls out for help. And what does God do? He answers by this angel that strengthens and refreshes him in this time, that prepares him for the next couple days to continue to walk this road. As people of prayer, when weakness comes or agony um, is here, do we know that we have a helper? Do we know that we have one that will strengthen us? It says uh, Jesus says he leaves us a helper, the Holy Spirit, that even when we don't know what to say and can't even get words out, the Holy Spirit is there interpreting our groans. Praise God. Because there's, there's times in my life I don't even know if I want to come into prayer. And sometimes I have to come into prayer and the first thing uh, I have to say is, help me pray. Because I, I don't even know if I want you right now. Give me the heart to want you right now. We have a helper whether the spirit or angels, when we come to pray, that will help us pray. Jesus being in agony, um, he prayed more earnestly. I, um, I had a friend this week uh, comment to me, and kind of got, it was like a burrow that got under my skin. Um, and it was just a really quick phrase that uh, we were at Hops for Housing for the Coffee Oasis, a fundraiser on Thursday, and he, he's known me forever and a day. He goes, he goes, Pat, I've known you and you're still Pat, but you're different. Uh, he goes, you're much more serious now. And um, and I thought about it a little bit. And uh, I have to agree with him. 
Um, I don't want to be a guy that maybe carries the weight of the worlds around or is weighed down by that. But I used to rise and fall uh, with the spiritual battles that were going on. When, whenever things happened, I would come and try to listen to the Lord and, and do my part in those things. I think as older eyes have set in, I realized uh, that the battle never goes away. There are definitely pinch points, but if I have clear eyes, everyone around me, and including me, are dealing with spiritual battles. In this passage, uh, Jesus prays more earnestly. And prayer never goes out of season. However, sometimes uh, prayer gets a lot more meaningful or seasonable uh, when uh, trouble times come. Some of, some of the uh, different uh, things I read about this uh, particular passage is uh, kind of like the idea of being a trainer. Uh, Jesus exerts himself further in prayer in this agony or in this time of pain. Uh, almost like a guitar uh, string being tuned and stretched further so it could play the right note. Or an athlete uh, being disciplined and being stretched further so he could endure the race. Jesus in this time of agony is being stretched. Being stretched further and extending um, both his physical and spiritual muscles in this time. It leads... Death is agony. It's, it's hard. And he's coming close to his own death for our sake. But you, I, I look at it and I go, what's the... What's the big deal? You're Jesus. You, sh you should get this down. Um, the reality of the situation is this isn't just one prayer. It's in context, uh, context of reality. Um, this is one prayer where he is experiencing for the first time his own mortality. He is experiencing... Uh, his own separation of God and his separation of his uh, disciples. He is experiencing the weight of the sin that he's going to die uh, for in a few days. He came to be a substitute and he is bearing the full weight of that uh, Lamb of God in this time. So he cries out to the Lord and the angel comes and strengthens him and he continues to cry out to the Lord and he is stretched 
in this time to prepare uh, for the next few days. I don't think I've ever been asked um, to do something so hard where I had to struggle with it, where I had to bleed. My question for you is, how are you being uh, stretched today for Jesus? You you can come to the Father in that stretching and agree uh, in his will. And God will strengthen you. In this agony, uh, the, the sweat drops come down and he starts sweating to the point and striving against sin and striving to call, do the calling of the Lord. And it makes me wonder, in my own life, is there some things I need to pray against? Um, sometimes I know I have to pray against my own comfort. The one that says... This is God's will, but I'm going to do maybe my own thing, whatever is easy. What, what are we willing to endure? Whatever, come, whatever uh, the breakdown of the prayer, we see that Jesus leaves this particular prayer after struggling in his distress and he's made a, a decision. And it's a decision that's easy because he goes back and tells his disciples to get ready, basically. His decision after walking away from this prayer is, I'm going to be the substitute. I'm going to be the substitute uh, for my people I'm going to be this substitute even though it's sorrowful even though it's brutal even though uh, I'm going to experience separation from God even though it's uh, been a horrific day for the sake of redemption for the sake of uh, the the sins of mankind, I'm going to take that on myself and going to go to the cross. When he rose from the prayer, he went out to the disciples. And these disciples have been walking this journey with him for a while, and they are tired too. They have experienced the sorrow of betrayal. They have heard uh, that Jesus won't be with them much longer. And they feel the heaviness of this situation. And when he rose and went out to them, he came to his disciples and found them uh, sleeping from sorrow. 
they had experienced these things right alongside him and uh, it rocked their souls also. It, earlier in the passage, it said, um, pray so you won't be tempted. And I think the temptation was uh, the temptation they gave into. They were tired and in anguish. And he says, pray that you won't be tempted. And the temptation was to uh, seek comfort. Temptation was to go to sleep. And, and kind of just forget about it for a little while. Jesus comes back and says, no, no, pray just like I've been praying here in this really hard time. Be alert, be awake, engage in this battle. I, I sometimes, um, I sometimes question uh, myself in this way. Um, how is God talking uh, to me? What does he have for me uh, in relationship with him? And am I awake enough to hear? Um, or, or am I uh, being, my, being my normal self that just wants to be comfortable? Um, and coming... In coming into this passage this week, I struggled with it. I struggled with it because I realized uh, that, uh, like my friend pointed out uh, to me, that I need to be serious because the battle never ends. It's always there. And, and though the victory is very sure, Jesus came, he, he was broken, he was beaten, he went to the cross, he died for our sins, he was risen, and now is our uh, mediator uh, in heaven calling us in the same way. The question is, am I tapping into uh, the person of Christ in those battles? Is, if Rue went looking, would she know where I was? Kind of a somber message today. We look at this prayer of Jesus in complete agony. At the same time, we know in a few days, we experience complete victory. Looking at this particular passage, they enjoyed uh, the Lord's Supper together. That Jesus 
was poured out, his blood was poured out for our sins, his body was broken, and that it was finished. There is no uh, uncertainty about what was completed on the cross. Christ did it all. As we gather this morning, join me in prayer, and I'll give thanks for uh, communion. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you endured. That you endured the cross. That you stayed uh, within God's will. That you uh, were a substitute for our sins. I thank you, Lord, that it was complete. I ask as we uh, do this in remembrance of you, the spilling out of your blood, the, the breaking of your body, the act of taking communion, uh, Lord, I pray that this week you would deepen our connection, whether we go to our prayer closet or praying with a friend, that it would be our custom to be stay connected to you. Just praise you, thank you, give you this time in your son's name. Amen.